0: Hey everybody, this is Sophie and welcome to episode 168 of the Big Boo Cast. On this episode, we're going to follow up with a couple of things that we talked about last week, namely... Harry and Megan, the whole royal family situation, and Cheer, because Melanie has finished the whole series at this point, so we needed to catch up. We're also going to talk about a couple of things that we have cooked and loved recently, and you're going to get a very special update about the raccoons that live by Melanie. Before we get to all that, though, I just want to remind you that our Amazon shop is there for your convenience, if you would like kind of a one-stop place to see and ponder the things that we mentioned on our episodes you can do that at amazon.com shop slash big boo it's recently updated with some new things that we really love and enjoy that are available on amazon and it's a fun way to be able to keep all of that in one place so amazon.com shop slash big boo for your convenience and enjoyment amen all righty y'all here we go with episode 168
1: Hey everybody, this is Sophie, this is Big Mama. (laughs) Hey everybody, it's Melanie, it's Big Mama. And Sophie is mocking me. Gladys is in the house. Gladys already had herself two strong cups of black coffee and three cartons of Marlboro (laughs) lights this morning.
0: Oh, I I think Gladys got in the reds. I don't think she's (laughs) full with the lights.
1: Oh, goodness! Melanie has a cold, everyone. I have a little bit of a cold. I don't know at first, I thought it was allergies, but now I decided it's a i think it's a cold um because it doesn't seem to be getting any better
0: right yeah it does it does sound like a cold,
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you. I took some. Zekol last night. I've taken Sudafed. Um, I have been. I went. To, I'll tell you what my saving grace has been is that I learned how to recreate the medicine ball drink from Starbucks, and I've been drinking a lot of those, and they are delicious, and they make me feel better. I don't even know what that is. Well, I'd always heard people talk about like, go get a medicine ball from Starbucks. And then I saw somebody posted like, here's the medicine ball knockoff. And I was like, oh, that sounds delicious. So here's what it is. I'll post a link to the recipe. But um, you have to get Tivana, which I never talk about Tivana tea without thinking about Jen Hatmaker. Sure. Remember that too. time she told mm-hmm. us about going there? Tivana. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get there. It's like their peach herbal tea and their... Um, herbal mint tea. It's two different kinds of Tivana teas that I ordered off of Amazon. So what you do is you steam, you do half, however big you want it, which I've been making a big Yeti full, half lemonade, which I use simply lemonade, half lemonade, half water, and you heat it up and then you steep in it two of the peach tranquility tea bags and two of the herbal mint tea bags, and then put in about a tablespoon of honey and just let oh. all of that, it's delicious. And then if you're really congested, like I am today, you can drop it, put a couple of drops of peppermint essential oil and it makes it a little minty too. Um And I'm telling you, that it sounds delicious. It is. It tastes delicious and it is the perfect thing for a cold. Like it really has made me, it's made like my throat, my throat's not sore today, but it was for two days, and like it has been the best thing to just have to sip on. It's so comforting, and it's really good, and I'm a big fan. Well, I am all the better for knowing that, I'm here to tell you. So we p- we'll put a link up to that, but I'm going to tell you that the medicine ball has been a revelation for me this go run I mean, obviously, it hadn't made me sound any better, but it has been a comfort to me as I've sat on my couch.
0: Sure, and I bet it's, I bet it's extra good with a cigarette. I bet it's really good. <laughs>
1: It, it really is.
0: Just a perfect combination. So, perfect combination.
1: But here's the other thing. So I've been sitting around. I'm sick. So today's we're off school today. It's Monday. It's Martin Luther King Day when we're recording this. And so I've been home. So this morning, Caroline was getting ready because she had to go meet a group for a school project they're working on. And um, so she was getting ready. And I kept hearing this like beep, 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 beep. And I was like, what is that? So I went and looked and something on like our alarm pad on the house was like beeping. Like it was like a short, I guess, because we've got like sensors on the windows. And so I think one of them had shorted out. So I just pushed a couple of buttons like to see if I could get it to reset, which usually works. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't think anything of it. And I was folded clothes, And all of a sudden there was a bang, bang, bang at the door. And I'm going to tell you that our EMS and our fire department were at our front door.
0: <laughs> oh, no. They were like, ma'am. And you said, y'all, I have a cold. Can
1: you help me? I have some congestion. I'm in need of your assistance. And I wanted to say, I realize it's 1230 and I'm standing here talking to you. I have no bra on because I wasn't expecting the EMS and the fire department to come to the door. Thankfully, I had on a very large sweatshirt and pajama pants, but I thought they're like, this is a drama queen. But then here's the best thing. I'm standing there talking to them and I'm like, oh my gosh, our alarm, our alarm is shorting out. I'm so sorry. I feel terrible. Which our, the, Where we live, like we're literally right down the street. So I mean, they drove like right. three blocks to get here, but I'm like, I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh, I feel so terrible. I didn't realize that that had happened. Nobody called me because we've had like false alarms before, but they call and they say, is there an emergency? And then you just say no, if there's not. But I was like, I feel so bad or whatever. Well, in the meantime, Perry Shankle has pulled up and all he sees is that the EMS and the fire trucks are like with their lights going in front of our house. And He comes to the front door and he opens up and it's like pure panic. He goes, what is going on? And I was like, it's false alarm. And they were like, sir, your wife. And then he was like, oh, yeah, whatever. And so anyway, that has been our dramatic start to the morning. And then, of course, you know, we've lived in this house for 20 something years. And so now all our neighbors have been like, is everything okay? Are y'all good?
0: Bless it. I
1: know. That's a rough morning. That's an exciting morning. It's been a lot for a morning that I was just going to be home doing nothing. So that's that's how our day has started.
0: Well, at first when you said something about the the windows I thought maybe the raccoons were up to something I didn't
1: know. I mean, well, you know, but mm-hmm. I do have an update to the raccoons and I th- that that's a whole other <laughs> thing. That like I'm Sorry.
0: <laughs> By the way, I have had People like real life friends ask me about the raccoons and, and, and want an update. And I have responded by saying I cannot do it justice. Oh. You just need to wait
1: for Melanie to tell the story. So we um, so we had the raccoon in our chimney, you know, like when was that six weeks ago or so? Yes, And then I think it was either right before Christmas or white. I think it was right before Christmas. I can't believe I haven't told y'all this just, it got lost and all that. So um, the house next door to ours, part of the reason there's a raccoon problem, I think I've talked about it, is the house next door to us has been abandoned for like 30 years. And so the mm-hmm. raccoons live there. We know they do. And we can't get the city to condemn the house, which needs to happen. And so that is, it's been an ongoing thing with all the neighbors. So Three o'clock in the morning, about a month ago, I'm in a dead sleep and Caroline comes running into our bedroom, flips on like we have like a hallway light that leads to our bedroom. She flips on that light and she was like, mom, dad, there's a weird sound coming from my room. Something's going on. Well, you know me, I like spring to attention because I mean, I can't remember the last time our child appeared in our bedroom in the middle of the night. Like that just doesn't happen Mm -hmm. when they're this age. So like, In my mind, like, I mean, I'm throwing, like, because I just sleep in a t shirt. So I'm like throwing on like sweaters and pants and like my sweaters backwards and the tags hanging out. And I'm like, I'm coming, I'm coming, hold on, I'm coming. And like, I, I go running into a room and like, I don't even really know what's happening. And then Perry comes stumbling in about five minutes later and, or Two or three minutes later, but we can hear it's like a horrendous sound outside her bedroom window, which her bedroom window faces the side of this abandoned house. And so we hear this horrendous sound and I'm like, I don't know what it is. It sounds like an animal dying or something terrible is going on. It's like a cat fight, but like she and I don't even want to look out to see what's going on. Like, I don't even want to know. And Piper sleeps in her room. And so Piper's kind of going crazy and is whining and so finally I look out and I'm like, I don't see anything. Well, then Perry looks out, and what has happened is that one of the raccoons has his mm-hmm. the the chimney of that house has separated from the house. And so it appears that one of the raccoons was trying to go down that chimney to his home where he lives in that house and had gotten stuck. <laughs> I'm sorry, the poor raccoon. It was terrible. <laughs> But if you wonder why they're in your chimney, it's, that's all they know. That's how you, that. that's that's how you, you come and go. You use the chimney. You use the chimney. That's their entrance and exit point. And so the raccoon, and so we really, Perry's like, oh, that raccoon is stuck. He was like, he's not getting out. Like he's stuck. And then to make it worse, like his raccoon friends, I guess, are like, I don't know if they were attacking him or trying to save him, but it was like, it was, it was awful. It was, I can't even tell you how terrible it was. It's like a horror movie. So that was all going on. So then Perry's like, well, here's my shot. And this, listen, I don't need y'all to judge us for this. We live in Texas. We have a house full of raccoons next to us. So at three in the morning, Perry, and it was a cold night. He was like, he puts on his jacket and is like, I guess I'm going to go kill some raccoons. And so he goes and gets his, Gun out of the oh my word I know and so he ends up having to shoot that one raccoon because it was stuck in the chimney and you weren't getting it out and you can't help a I mean you it's not like a raccoon's going to be like please sir pull me out of this chimney I mean right so he had to put it out of its misery and then the other raccoons ran off because I guess they were like hey there's a guy with a gun
0: <laughs> okay just rough estimate because you know I like to think about these yeah. things. How many raccoons do we think there are over there?
1: I think there's upwards of. I think th- for sure there's a family. I think there's upwards of eight to ten raccoons that that live okay. in my house. I do, and
0: I don't <laughs> know what you call a group of raccoons. I don't know. Is it like a pride? Is it? A, it's a pride. A pride. Is it a pack? I don't know what you call it, but. Um, but that's significant. But I, I just want to tell you too, omitting of course the incident that just happened, there's a whole children's book in this situation. <laughs> like, if that's not if that's not next, after Piper and Mabel's book,
1: I don't know I don't know what is. I mean that's a whole thing. I mean the raccoons in the chimney. It's just the craziest Dang thing. And, you know, we used to, before we had Piper and Mabel, we would see them in our backyard some. Now, they don't even dare to come into our backyard. I mean, ever. Right, right. But, I mean, they're over there. And the thing is, it's like we report it and we complain to the city, but nothing ever seems to get... But, I mean, it, essentially, we have a raccoon habitat next door is what we've got going on. Sure. Um.
0: So... Well, and, of course, I just picture, you know, the mom has an apron, yeah. like she's over
1: there. <laughs> cooking little raccoon meals for her little raccoon babies. Yeah, I know. Like, I don't know. It's crazy. It is crazy. And then that night I kept thinking like those raccoons and they were like hissing at that raccoon that was stuck and it was terrible. Like the sounds they were making were awful. And they were just chattering and whatever. And and it was and Perry at first told Caroline, he's like, you're just going to need to turn up your sound machine and go back to sleep. (laughs) Nobody can sleep through that. Like that. (laughs) Oh my God like yeah they not work That's it out <laughs> i'm like and that isn't
0: going away no no Mm-mm. we actually had an um a, a situation a couple of nights ago david turns 50 this week so it's oh a big goodness. week in our house it is a big week yeah and so this past weekend he went on a trip to mentone with the guys in our small group and I would say it was a hiking trip but we'd have to put hiking in quotation marks because it was real cold and they didn't really do a lot of hiking Uh uh Um, but so Alex and I were here by ourselves and I think it was Saturday night I don't know I've been doing laundry all day I can't I can't tell you how much laundry I've done because the thing I get behind on the most during the course of the school year is laundry like it's just it's it's crazy, so I'd been doing tons and tons of laundry and putting stuff away and trying to organize some things, and so it was kind of late and Hazel needed to go outside and usually when she goes outside the last time of the night she just you know how our front door well, like we have a little courtyard yeah. kind of around our little front door and so not our little front door it's a regular size front door but I was apparently stealing children's yes. Um So she usually will just run outside. She'll go to to the bathroom really quick in that little courtyard and then she'll just run back in. We don't even put her on a leash. Uh It's just kind of our routine. So occasionally if she, if there's more she needs to do than that, she just runs across to the big hill um, that borders our driveway. And then she runs back in. It's a super simple little routine Uh that we do. Uh Um, And then I stand out there with her. So... (laughs) Saturday night, I open the front door and it's cold. And so I walk outside on the front steps with her and she, you know, does her business. And then she kind of turns like she's going to go to the little hillside. And so I just stay where I am watching her. And Alex comes outside and we're just kind of talking. And Hazel turns the corner by the house, which she does not normally do. So I kind of panic like, oh, no, is there another dog or whatever? And she barks. And so I turn, like, I'm going to go get the leash. And then I, when I look back, there is a giant deer. I cannot no. tell you. <laughs> a giant deer that is galloping through the hill, like across the hill in front of our house, uh-huh. like ju- like just at full speed. So here goes the deer. And then about two seconds later, here comes Hazel. Oh, like she's going to catch yeah, it.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: But then she actually, when the deer crossed the driveway, she thought better of it. And she, um, I don't know what we would have done if she'd have kept going. That would have been yeah. a horrible, I mean, she'd have never caught no. it. But anyway, why wow. was a deer in our driveway. Okay, well, look yeah. at
1: us with all our wildlife encounters. I know. I know. So she
0: and she just turned around and came back in. Okay. She was done. She said no. No, thank you. She No, thank uh-huh. you. But I appreciated that she thought she was going to uh-huh. catch it. You uh-huh. know, when she ran from the little
1: dogs next yes. door about two months ago yes. when she took off. From but home. for one shining moment, she was going to be her best, <laughs> biggest self. Well, it was just funny
0: to see the deer come across the hill, and then then Hazel, you know, kind of following, like like it was a game. I don't think she she wasn't angry. I yeah. think she just wanted to play. Yeah. You know,
1: yeah, just hey, what's happening? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. That is so funny. Uh. So well, I
0: hope the raccoons are are I hope their shenanigans come to a little bit of a
1: halt for. Your sanity. I hope so. I mean, we haven't heard from them since then. I mean, I feel like they were. I feel like it was maybe you know inadvertently. We didn't. We weren't looking to kill a raccoon that night. That wasn't our aim. In the past, Mm-mm. we have trapped some and we relocated them. But I um I feel like they were like now the mom is sitting there with her apron and she's stirring her little you know vegetable beef stew and she's saying hey guys remember what happened to fred that's you right. know what i mean like yeah let's here's a cautionary tale for you i that's mean exa- mm-hmm. there's a it's it's made the raccoon rounds mm-hmm. and they're like hey you know what you you could get stuck number one mm-hmm. and number two you don't want to mess with the guy next door because he'll come out in his boxer shorts and his jacket that's right? and shoot you dead so. Well, there'd be no way to get that raccoon out i mean what do you even do i mean well, Perry, I'm going to tell you this, this is horrific, but the next morning he had to go remove the raccoon's dead body oh, no. where it was stuck because it was still there. You can't just let it decompose right. on a, you know, and so, I mean, but he like got up on a ladder and he had some of his landscape guys that work with him help. And it took like three of them to get the dead raccoon out. It was so stuck. Like, oh. it, it. I mean, it was terrible. It was, it's awful. So, um, anyway, so we have continually filed our complaints and hopefully maybe at some point, because I've said for years, that chimney, because it's a rock chimney and it's separating from the house. And I've said for years, it is a, it is a disaster waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. And you know what? For Fred the Raccoon, That's right it right. was. It
0: was. Bless it. So. I know. It. I
1: know.
0: When I run across something that helps me to be a little bit more efficient, just a tiny bit more efficient, it makes me so happy. And I want to tell you about something that is one of the very best life hacks I have run across recently. It's hard to find the time to sit down and not just read, but figure out what to read. And there's an incredible app that helps to solve this problem. I highly recommend it. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is really unique and it works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. It takes the best key takeaways, kind of the essential need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. 12 million people are using Blinkist right now and it has a massive and growing library from self-help to business to health to history books. Blinkist has the latest titles from bestseller list as well as the classic nonfiction titles you always have meant to read but have never had time to. I like Blinkist because it helps me to know what to read. I especially like to read nonfiction books about politics. I like to read nonfiction books about health. And it's hard for me to know not only what's out there, but what I want to devote the time to read. And Blinkist is super helpful in terms of giving you the big picture of a book. Recently, I used Blinkist to decide that I really am interested in reading more of a book called Wheat Belly by Dr. William Davis and also a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. What's even better is that you can search by category, so you don't just have to know the title of the book you're looking for. Whatever the area is you're interested in, you can use Blinkist to help you not only find titles, but then to find out more about those titles. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for one low price. And Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience, Go to Blinkist.com slash Big Boo to try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash Big Boo to start your free seven-day trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash Big Boo. Well, I... I don't know a whole lot except that I have done laundry for a bunch of days and I'm all caught up on my laundry and I've never felt more accomplished because I'm never caught up on laundry. Um, but today I will have you know, as a, resort, a result of kind of sorting and and kind of getting everything where it needs to go and all that kind of stuff, I was getting ready to run a couple of errands and I, um, I went in my closet and I was going to grab a pair of yoga pants and I saw something out of the corner of my eye and I was like, what is that? I don't even know what that is. Mm. I Mm. pull them out and it is a pair of yoga pants that I ordered from, I think, the Nordstrom sale last summer. And put at the bottom of the stack because they were full length leggings. And lo and behold, today I discovered them. I'd forgotten I even had them. They Mm. are delightful. And it's like I got something new for free, kind of.
1: I love that. It's like it's like a belated Christmas present.
0: It is. I have thought "Merry Christmas" to my own dad himself all day long. And there's Zella leggings, which you know I love Zella leggings. Yeah. And they're so cute. And I totally. Okay. I think I must have just put them at the bottom of the pile because they were full length and there was no way I was going to wear them. Yeah. But, but I, I'm so tickled every time today I think about them. I'm just as tickled to be wearing them, to to have them, okay. to have forgotten that I have them. Are they like the wide leg bottom, like the... No, these are, are these they, are really like, like I mean, they're just
1: legging leggings, like workout okay, leggings kind okay, of things. Okay. Okay. I love my Zello workout leggings. I okay. think they are wonderfully soft and super comfortable.
0: Yes. And they're uh-huh. supportive and they make yeah. you feel like everything is all held together. And even uh-huh. if it doesn't look held together to the observing eye, who cares? Yeah. Because you feel good about yourself.
1: That's exactly right. That's exactly so, right. I'm just okay. as tickled about that. I don't know. Okay. Well, and you got it. I mean, I feel like in light of the fact that we've been watching cheer with all Uh-oh. their little cheer bodies, you know, it's like anything that can help you feel a little more pulled together, I feel like is a win.
0: I'm going to tell you that it would take a whole factory of spandex to pull me together to the group <laughs> that those people are. It would. There's, there's not enough spandex. To pull me together no. to that to that degree. But so you finished it. You finished here?
1: I finished it. Okay. Oh my, I finished it. I'm going to say I have finished it. And because I have been down with this cold, I have to report on a couple of different things I've watched. But I'm going to say that I finished it and I have watched it again. So I've now watched it all the way through twice.
0: I'm so impressed by that. I have watched episode five. Episode I know six. I have watched episode six, I think, three times.
1: Okay. It's so good like the whole thing is so good i feel like and here's the thing i got caroline to watch it and i I feel like that was a triumph because i feel like it was a way for her to get some good motivational mm, quotes without them coming directly from me you know like Mm -hmm. i felt like it was some good motivation for her to see what these girls and guys go through um i felt like there were some good life lessons in there i just the whole thing to me is so good
0: well, and I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to dabble in spoilers because I know it's fair a fairly yeah. new show and people haven't watched it yet. But uh-huh. in episode six in particular, there uh-huh. are just a couple of moments where you really have to assess how you're how you would respond in that kind yeah. of situation. Yeah, and I I pres- personally feel like you could have pressed pause in that uh-huh. in that general vicinity, and you could have gotten a good thirty to forty five minutes out of that. Like oh. Mm-hmm. And uh, in terms of what a champions do,
1: yeah, you know yeah. what a champions right. do? Mm-hmm. That's right. Do you want to win? Because here's uh-huh. what winners do. Here's what, what winners here's do.
0: Where, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And I will we, say this is not a spoiler. Uh-huh. The way Monica responds when there's crisis or when there's something that unexpected happens is a
1: that's yes. a whole lesson too. She it never is. panics ever. She doesn't. She doesn't. She's. You know why? Because we can. We will. We must. <laughs> We That's can, why. we will,
0: we must. There's a part before they compete at nationals or when they're competing at nationals, when they stand in a circle and recite the... The um the serenity prayer. The serenity prayer. When they, yeah. Okay, So they stand in a circle, they recite the serenity prayer, but they scream it.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And it is very effective to me. It is... It is... Yep. It gives me chill bumps. It's emotional. I don't know. That whole thing is is fantastic. And I saw because somebody forwarded me her post on Instagram that Lexi is back
1: at Navarro or is it Navarro or Navarro? Navarro. Navarro. Um, yes, she's back. And I was so happy to see that because I was so worried about her. Um, you know, when you get to, when you kind of see where they are now, I was Mm -hmm. worried about her life choices and all of that. And you just want to see these kids succeed. And so I was so happy to see that she is back apparently. And I hope that really works out for her. Now, who are you following on Instagram now that it's over? Oh, everybody, Morgan, Jerry, Gabby Butler. Um, I don't think I'm following Lexi. No, I'm not following Lexi either. Mm -mm. Um, Monica, i'm following monica yeah i'm following monica and i'm also following monica on twitter now okay um so i love them so much i'm going to tell you that our alamo heights cheer team went to state competition um this past weekend and they won state in their division but that um our cheerleading coach had jerry give them a shout out on social media and he did oh he would
0: he would i know
1: I know. I know. Caroline said, listen, when she was watching it, she said, I love Jerry. She goes, I love. She said his Matt talk is so good. She said, it's like we all need a Jerry on the sidelines. And I said, look, I will be your Jerry on the <laughs> sidelines. I said, I will. You go, girl, get it up. Get it up. And she was like, no, mom, I really no, mm-hmm. No. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I would do that.
0: Yeah, well, I kind of think you already do, honestly. I mean, I think probably, at least in your head, you probably restrain it a little bit, but I feel like you're a good Jerry on the sidelines, I think.
1: I feel like I've tried really hard to not like if I like to me I cheer for all the girls like not just Caroline like I feel like I really try to and like positive like I'm not Mm going to be like that was terrible I feel like but I try to equally like cheer for all her teammates as they have the ball but we did laugh she just played in a tournament this past weekend um and they played some really like they played like two of the best teams in the city that are big 6a schools and so I think we were a little more intense than usual. And Perry has really gotten over the years to where he has gotten quieter and quieter just because Mm -hmm. she's been like dad. And so he really, I have to say, does a really good job of staying pretty quiet and just every Mm -hmm. now and then being like come on shankle dig deep you know keep your head in it or whatever and that's kind of it but we both got into this last game and at one point he was like she was she had this breakaway and she was running with the ball and he was like shankle run it down run it down run it down like whatever and one of the parents behind us was like i think he wants her to run it down (laughs) and i was like and I died laughing. And I laughed after because she said, because, you know, so many of these girls on the team are girls she's played with since they were little. And she said that when he started, she went over to the sidelines after she was out of the game. They were like, Perry Shankle is back. It was so good to hear his voice. Like they were so. Oh, oh, we left. and she was like they were all like oh your dad we've missed it he's back and so I was like well he lost himself for a moment we got caught up in the excitement it's easy to do it is easy to get caught up in the excitement
0: as y'all know Melanie and I love us some beauty products and when it comes to beauty products there are so many choices so why not ask for more from your favorite brands I am motivated now more than ever to stick to high-quality, amazing products that are not only good for my skin, but also do good for the community and the world as a whole. That's why I'm so glad that I discovered Thrive Cosmetics. Thrive Cosmetics products are made with high-performance, skin-loving ingredients. Their clinically proven formulas highlight your best features with long-lasting wear. All Thrive products are free of parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. Melanie especially loves their Bright Balance 3-in-1 cleanser. She was just telling me today how much she loves not only what it's like when you use it, but how it makes her skin look and feel afterwards. Thrive Cosmetics never tests on animals and has been Leaping Bunny and PETA certified as completely vegan and cruelty-free. For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics helps women in need thrive by donating funds or products. Their causes include women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, and women fighting cancer. It's always so encouraging to see companies that not only wanna make a great product, but also wanna do great good. Thrive Cosmetics' Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara is sold every seven seconds and has over 7,000 five-star reviews online. The innovative tried and true mascara gives the look of lash extensions with a smudge-proof, flake-free formula that truly lasts all day. And this is where I have to tell y'all, you know how I am about mascara. I will try any kind. This mascara is so great that after I used it for the first time, I went to my makeup bag and I threw away every other mascara in there. It's incredible. So start thriving and help women in need today by going to thrivecosmetics.com slash Boo and use the code boo for 15% off your first purchase. That's medics.com slash Boo. And use the code Big Boo for 15% off. Thrivecosmetics.com/slash Big Boo with the promo code Big Boo. So one of the things that I've been trying to do a better job of this year, this is not really a resolution. This is just like a hey, we gotta do better here. It yeah. is having a, a a kitchen and a pantry that is better stocked for us to always be able to find something to eat here. Not that there's not all, oh, that's good. you know what I mean? But just like to, to try to eliminate some of the chronic pickup, take out, run, get something uh-huh. kind of thing. And that means that I have made a couple of trips to Costco in order to try to shore up things. Um, I, but, but I feel good about it. Like we, the last couple of weeks we've done really well and it's been really easy. It doesn't feel like, Oh, we've made this horrible sacrifice. It's just just try to keep more stuff here that we like to eat and it's easier. Yeah. So um last night I made Trisha Yearwood's chicken tortilla soup. Mm. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on the podcast or not, but it is the best. It's so good. Okay. it's such a good recipe. And I will link to it, but it's and it's a real it's got half and half in it, but it's a real brothy soup, which I really like. And I'm mm-hmm, going to say it again. Mm-hmm. I said it a couple of weeks ago about chicken and dumplings, and I'm going to say it again. And and this may not be a word for you, Melanie Shankle.
1: Okay. All uh,
0: right. Because I know how you're feeling about chicken right now, but, yeah. but maybe for somebody, this will be an encouragement. So last night was maybe the first time that I have made this soup where I got, the, I went and got the chicken breasts that are on the bone and cook those for the soup uh-huh. and then use that stock to make the soup. No. It
1: okay, yeah. is something
0: um, there is, there's really no <clears throat> comparison. And I thought there's something about this. last was like, when I was taking the chicken out of the, the pot, I was like, how many other things does this apply to where we're trying to use somebody else's chicken in a uh, way like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to
1: use your own you chicken, got to use
0: your own chicken. You got to cook your mm-hmm. own chicken. But it was so yeah. good. And so anyway, once it's all done and it's, it's not like a taco soup, it's not a thick soup, which sometimes I get tired uh-huh. of. Um, Uh but then you can put cheese and sour cream, which I don't care for. But last night I put avocado on mine and then I Uh, squeezed some lime on it. Like, uh, like, like you've taught me to do. Yeah. And it was, it's so delicious. So if anybody, and it makes a ton. So if anybody is looking for a good soup recipe, I highly recommend that one. I highly recommend get, go get your own chicken.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: On the bone, mm-hmm. you can handle it with tongs. You don't have to touch it. I even shredded mine with tongs.
1: Um, okay, but it's it was so good, and the chicken stock was delicious. Okay, you know somebody taught me to, you know, you can shred it and you can use your KitchenAid mixer to shred. Yes, chicken you can too, but you
0: just have to I get mean, this off the bone, you know.
1: Yeah, you got to get it off the bone, mm-hmm. which is the problem. But it's I feel good. like, see, you, but you just given me like your soup has given me maybe it's because I've been watching cheer, but I'm like, real excellence means that there are no shortcuts. That's, that's right. it. There are no shortcuts can't, to real can't excellence. Use somebody else's and that chicken. going to be my. Mm-hmm. No, that's right. Real champions use their own chicken. That's right. That's- they do, mm-hmm. and and well. I
0: will say. So here's what I do to when I cook chicken. If I if I really want good stock afterwards, if I'm going to use it for soup, and I uh-huh. say this like I've been doing it for all my life. My mama did do it for all her life, but I've really only been doing this for a month. So you know, <laughs> behold my expertise is what I'm saying. Um, Is to to do the water, and then I do a chicken bouillon cube, and then uh-huh. I cut up. I don't know, probably a half. Well, just put some big chunks of celery in there. Um, Just chop it and put it in there. And you can put leaves and all in there. That's got flavor too. And then I chop up just in big quarters. I chop up an onion and then I put salt and pepper. And then I I let that come to a boil. And I put garlic powder in there because I'm iffy on garlic. A little goes a long way.
1: Um,
0: I put garlic powder in there, maybe just like a, couple of teaspoons of Worcestershire sauce, and then I let that come mm-hmm. boil. and then I put the chicken in there with tongs.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: And then I just let it cook for about 30-ish minutes, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I drain it, and then all those vegetables I will chop up again and put back into the soup, mm-hmm. and then um, pull the chicken off the bone. But I used every bit of the chicken broth last night when I made the tortilla soup, and I'm telling you, it's just, it's something else. Okay. So here's... Okay. To not using somebody else's chicken in in oh, twenty twenty, that's right. what I am
1: going to tell you. Okay, I think that's a good word for mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. now. On um, for my non, for my fellow non chicken eaters, because I am on a serious no chicken kick mm-hmm. right now. Um, I will say that I made two weeks ago. I made Jamie from Family Savvy's. I made her spicy hamburger soup. I've seen that. I have not made it. It is delicious like we ate it up and like and like a lot of times i'm weird about leftovers perry will always eat leftovers but uh, but sometimes he'll just eat them like and it's fine it's what there is Mm -hmm. um like in fact right now we have this i made this other italian sausage soup and it's got lentils in it and he told me the other night that that soup was good except it had too much corn in it and i was (laughs) like well that's not corn those are lentils so
0: You are mistaken, sir. <laughs> it does not have too much corn.
1: It has zero corn, but it does have a lot of lentils because it's called Italian sausage lentil soup. Okay. Um, but the spicy hamburger soup, and I think I made it exactly like her recipe called. I don't think I made any changes in it. And it is so good. You could leave some of the vegetables out, but it's kind of like this spicy beef vegetable soup. And it's it's different than taco soup, but it's got spice to it. And it's just it's really, really good. OK, I'm going to try it. Yeah, it's your people would love it. I mean, it's it's a good like meaty, hearty, vegetable soup, but that using you use like spicy V8 in it and you use some Rotel. So it's got like a real spicy, but not too spicy. And you could you could definitely downgrade the spice if you wanted to. But mm-hmm. it's just really good. Yeah. OK, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan. Jamie's going to be so thrilled that she made that. And it, well, I I have to say, like, she's become one of my new go to Like, I have a couple of her recipes bookmarked because I have not made anything of hers that I have been disappointed with. Like, I think all her recipes yeah. are really good. Um, And, you know, sometimes, like, when you're going on Pinterest, you get one and you're like, yeah, I don't know. You know, like, this... It could, it could kind of go either way, but this, cause it's got Worcestershire in it. And then that spicy V8, like it just has a really good, the base flavor is really good. So I highly recommend.
0: Okay. That's good to know. Cause I have some spicy V8 in the refrigerator because I needed it for a recipe and so that's a good way I can use that.
1: Yeah. It's really good. I highly recommend. It's a good one.
0: Melanie and I both love our FabFitFun subscriptions and the FabFitFun Winter box is on sale now. FabFitFun is a women's lifestyle subscription box filled with full-size premium beauty, lifestyle, fitness, home, and wellness products sent straight to your doorstep each season. FabFitFun takes the hassle out of shopping by doing it for you, and each box is customized to your specific interest. They deliver the seasonal must-haves that you need. The winter box is the perfect way to treat yourself with FabFitFun's carefully curated box of products, and it has everything you need for your best winter yet. These boxes sell out fast, so you want to sign up for yours today. I've mentioned it before, but I'd love to get my Five Foot Fun box every season. I like to open it by myself. I like to take my time. I like to go through and see what they have put in there that particular season. For this winter box, I love and am currently wearing the comfiest slippers from PJ Salvage. They're cable knit on the outside and a fake fur on the inside. They are a delight. The FabFitFun box retails for $49.99, but always has a value of over $200. And you can use the promo code BIGBOO to get $10 off your first box at fabfitfun.com. That's fabfitfun.com and use the promo code BIGBOO for $10 off your first box. You're going to love it. Okay, so it's been a week since we last talked about the, the our friends, the yes. Royals. Um, again, about Meghan yes. and Harry. What are what are your thoughts now? I will say, people, at least according to the responses we got on social media, it was very interesting how enthusiastically some people agreed yeah, with you. I know about the about the the Meghan piece mm-hmm. of the puzzle. Um, so now we they mm-hmm. have all met since mm-hmm. we last talked. What have you learned? What have you, what can you share with us? Well, I'm going to
1: tell you that what I have learned is, so now the deal is, is they're basically, I feel like what the queen basically came out and said in a very gracious way. And I think there were people that were hoping the queen would come Mm -hmm. out stronger, but I'm like, y'all, this is why she's been the queen for 65 years. She knows how to make a good statement. You know what I mean? Like she knows how to say the right things and to be gracious. And so, but I feel like what she basically said is we're going to give this thing one year. Y'all are not going to use her Royal Highness that is done. Um, I mm-hmm. think by taking away all his military stuff, I think she hit Harry where it hurts. Um, but I think it's fair. I think I think it goes back to I think she essentially said you can't have your cake and eat it to the end. Um, and then you're going to have one year to reevaluate because apparently to be able to come to be able to really stripped them of the her royal highness or his royal highness titles that has to come from parliament apparently and my and my and Mm. my brief understanding of british government that i have learned from various websites um she could have taken the duke and duchess away from them but she was never going to do that because even even david and wallace got to stay duke and duchess um but but basically they said this is her way of they aren't allowed to use it. They're not supposed to use it. But if a year from now, they decide, hey, maybe this isn't as great as we thought it was, that way they still could step back in. Mm-hmm. Um, although people tend to agree that would kind of be a bad PR look to be like, never mind. Um, or if the marriage weren't to make it, it gives Harry the right to, because then Megan would automatically lose hers if the marriage doesn't make it. And then Harry could still retain his now whether or not he could step back into all his military things and there's just a lot that goes with that like that that really was the major piece of all of it I feel like even more than them paying back what they spent on renovations for Frogmore Cottage and all that 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 to me was the piece that I feel like was telling Harry like we're taking this seriously and our feelings are very hurt is Mm -hmm. what I think so Hmm.
0: Well, her her statement was beautifully written. It was beautifully written.
1: And I, but then I thought that Harry had another bad look. This is just my personal opinion. But he went and he was making a speech at a, at a foundation that is for HIV and for AIDS and all of that. And he chose that time to kind of go on and on about why he was making this decision. And there again, I'm like, I don't know that it, an mm-hmm. AIDS charity is the time to be talking about your poor lot in life as a royal. It just, it mm-hmm. felt like a bad, I feel like here's the first thing that they need to do is Harry and Megan need to hire a better PR person.
0: Mm. Yeah. We talked about that last week that somebody had, had mishandled that. I do wonder, you know, again, me, I, you know, I hate to, Uh I hate to give up on people or I hate to assume that it can't, (laughs) um, but here's what I wonder. And this is me giving Uh everybody the benefit of the doubt. I wonder as much as Queen Elizabeth understands the scrutiny and the loneliness and the isolation and all that uh-huh. of, the, of the position. I feel like you saw the attention the Royals get. It amped up a level with Diana and with everybody's video equipment being portable and, you know, the photographers and everybody can can track you and stay after you. And that's when uh-huh. the paparazzi was so bad. And then I wonder if it hasn't amped up even on another level with social media and the news cycle being so fast and the need for constant uh-huh. new content and all that kind of stuff. So I do wonder if what Megan and Harry have experienced is maybe, different on some level than what the queen has experienced in terms of scrutiny and the and the tone of the scrutiny yes but i think
1: i think the queen yes i think kate and william have dealt with the exact same thing Because I Mm, think they came of age and I think that's why I mean, you think they used to call Kate was weighty Katie because she had just waited around and she was a social climber and her sister was a social climber. And you think they said terrible things about her. And so I think if you looked at the first to me, if you go back and look at the first five or six years of that coverage, really up until they had George, I feel like it hadn't been a whole lot different to me than what Meghan and Harry and here's what I also think is interesting is they still haven't figured out the security piece of it. And they can't really comment on that because Mm -hmm. you can't say basically we're not giving them security or here's their security because that's not secure. So they haven't they can't comment on that. But I also think you look at the difference of what happened to Diana after she didn't have the royal protection. And I think that the press respects. Yeah, I feel like you have there are more boundaries in place because you are a member of the royal family. And now I feel like they've removed themselves from that. And so it almost feels like they've allowed like open season because now nobody's going to say you can't track them down when they go to the grocery store or do whatever they're going to do in Canada or wherever, like they're kind of open game. So I I don't know Mm. that, you know, it'll be interesting to see because it goes back to I don't know that their goal or I don't know that her goal is really to live a quiet secluded life and I almost feel like this almost puts them further from that because whereas like William and Kate I look and think they have to make all these formal appearances and they do all this but I also feel like they've gotten to control the narrative of like what pictures they release of their kids and when they release right. them and how they release them because they've given them that protection after everything that happened to Diana and I almost feel like in some ways for Harry and Meghan it I think it's going to I think they've just made it more complicated.
0: So you think maybe it's a little short-sighted of them. That is to-
1: that is what I think. I feel mm-hmm. like had they because I feel like had they had they kept their nose to the grindstone and done their appearances and done their thing, I feel like the the t- the tide of the press would have turned if they had been gracious and accommodating in that aspect, I feel like, especially now that they are parents, but it felt like everything became such a thing of like, that they didn't want to appear with their baby the way Kate and William wanted to appear. They didn't want to do the announcement the way Kate and William did the announcement. They had to do a picture that was with the queen. It Like everything felt so they couldn't live where William and Kate lived. They needed Frogmore Cottage. They needed to do $3 million worth of renovations. It's just, Mm -hmm. there were, uh, there's just a lot of bad optics, I feel like that has not helped them.
0: Well, it looks like for the next year, at least, they're going to get what they think they want. And so,
1: and it'll be interesting to uh see. But I think that that was smart to say. And apparently any deals in terms of like merching or selling like Sussex Royal sheets at Target or anything like that, that they want (laughs) to try to do.
0: I see you. (laughs) I see that. I heard that. Just saying, I felt that shade. I felt it. It got cold right here where I'm sitting because the shade came in just, and it covered
1: me. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, any of that they want to do has to be approved by the Lord Chamberlain, so they do not have open season to just merch anything they want or use the royal however they want, and they may not be able to keep the Sussex royal part of the name of their website. Um, but all of that is going to be, so they're, they are going to have kind of a steward over, hey, this is what we're going to allow you to do. It's not going to be free reign because uh, they also yeah. have to, because of who they are, they also have to really watch because they still can't get overtly political and all of that. Right. Right now. So I don't know. It's going to be so That's interesting.
0: I'm going to be interested to see too, is there going to be some tell-all interview? You know what I mean? Like, is there going to be, I'm, I'm yeah. curious as to how they start to try to manage it because for better or for worse, whether or not you think they should have kept their mouth shut and stayed put, or you think that it was the right thing to do for them to break out. It hasn't, it hasn't necessarily um, gone their way in terms of, in terms of public perception. I no. think that for the most part, the coverage of them has been not so charitable. And so it'll be interesting to see how they, how they manage that. Cause you know, they will, they'll have to.
1: Yeah, at some point they're going to have to. And I think that what has done them wrong is because I think Queen Elizabeth is so beloved and she is 93 and you think she's never probably had more favorable public perception than she does right now. It's like, how could you do this to your 93 year old grandmother? Mm -hmm. I think if they had waited even until Charles was king, it would be different because I don't think people feel the same love for Charles that they do for Queen Elizabeth. So... Um, but my thing is, based on the Screen Actor Guild awards and the news coming out of that, is that I think we could replace them with Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt. I think let that tell, we. Let me tell you something. If I didn't dig
0: into that last night, <laughs> if I didn't, oh, listen, if that didn't capture my attention about ten thirty p.m., didn't we? It all? Certainly did. Mm-hmm. Didn't him we all? watching her on the sc- like him uh-huh. watching her acceptance speech? Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know them. Mm-mm. I don't want to speculate. Mm-mm. But man, for a moment in time, it was it was it was
1: 2002 for it, a moment in time. It was, and I think we were all better for it is what I'm going to say. <laughs> I think that they have grown and changed. I would like to think that he now look back looks back at some of the decisions he made and says, "You know what? I don't think that was the best." And here is my ex-wife who looks Fantastic! Who wore a white satin mm. dress? Which who can even wear a white satin dress? Who who,
0: who can wear a white satin dress? Not a it mortal. It is the most. Mm-mm. It is most the most unforgiving fabric, in an unforgiving color. I mean, I won't tell you. Uh, well, I won't. I won't even. Mm-mm. It would not look like that on most of us. It'd look like somebody
1: put Mm-mm. some cottage cheese up under <laughs> that sucker and cinched it real tight. Exactly right. And it just flowed on her. And I'm going to tell you that I analyzed those pictures enough to know that that one where she has her hand on his chest, and he's holding her hand that she has one of her fingers is just under the lapel of his jacket, which okay. I feel like there's a whole fan fiction thing I could write just <laughs> on that.
0: What is it about, there are just certain couples you want to see make it and you want to see them work it out. And by all accounts, he was a jerk. Yes, absolutely. By all accounts, he was a jerk, but maybe he's learned some things. It's just that, that whole hope you have that somebody recognizes their issues yes they do the work that it takes to move through them they're a better person on the other side and love will prevail yes i
1: don't know it's the ultimate fairy tale it's like a redemption story of like they found their way back to each other the whole thing and i thought it's funny because i did think i was like we social media and like Twitter and everything was so invested in it. And we were like, oh my gosh. And I thought, but for all we know, Courtney Cox, who was one of her very dear friends in real life is calling her today saying, girl, no, like, <laughs> uh-uh. <of> uh-uh. <laughs>
0: we're not going down that road again. Nope. Uh. Uh-uh.
1: So I don't know if they did it as a PR thing, but it felt legitimate and warm and loving to me. And I was excited for it is what I'm going to say.
0: Oh, I, I did. I mean, I really, I watched some video where somebody had compiled, like, there were different angles uh-huh. of him watching her speech, uh-huh. and the smile on his face was so sincere. And uh-huh. I just, for a brief moment in time, I was, I was 29 years old, yep. and I don't know. It's, it's weird because you think we were, we were, when they got together, we were probably, I yeah. mean, it's been a minute. That's yeah. my point. It's been 20 something years yeah, it's since been they been a were a long together, time. So. Yeah, because
1: it was during her friend's days. Yeah. Yeah. But all I'm oh. saying is that today, January, whatever it is, 2020, <laughs> they are my new HRH, is what I'm saying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and sing.
1: <laughs> uh, the pit royal pitroyals.com website. I would, right. I would buy their sheets at Target, is what I'm telling you.
0: You would. You would. And it was real warm right now when you said that. There uh, was no shade in that at all. No. Because no, be I meant it. it from
1: the deepest part of my heart. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. All righty. Well, I guess that's about it for for this week, but there's some, there's some good things out there to dig into. You've got, you've got your cheer, you've mm-hmm. got your Screen Actors Guild Award recaps. Yeah. You've got your Royals drama. Hopefully you don't have any wildlife in your yard, but if you do, then Godspeed. That's all I <laughs> have to say. That's
1: exactly. God be with you.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we will be back next week as we, because you know, what we do now, we record these things every week.
1: Don't we? we do? We do. We really do. I feel like uh-huh. we, 2019 was a year that we really grew as people and uh-huh. podcasters.
0: I, I feel like that Paul Rudd, Jeff. look at us. Look at, look us. at us. Who would have thought? <laughs> thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Okay. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye everybody. Right. Bye everybody. Um, well, I'm, I'm trying oh, <laughs> yes sorry I looked over my email and I got
1: distracted <laughs> I, I could I was waiting I was like, okay what are, what are we going to next and it was like <laughs> nothing, nothing
0: no I know okay now I, I, i'm I'm back sorry, I was okay, sorry <laughs> I'm <laughs>